Good morning. Today is Monday. It is the 3rd of June, 2019. Today we remember the martyrs of Uganda, and we will talk a little bit about them during our prayer time. Our readings today are Psalm 89, verses 1 through 18, Ezekiel chapter 4, verses 1 through 17, Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 through 12, and the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verses 51 through 62. If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. Dearly beloved, We have come together in the presence of Almighty God to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God. Let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. God is the rock of our salvation. O come, let us worship. Alleluia. Christ our Passover has been sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Alleluia. Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death that he died, he died to sin, once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So also consider yourselves dead to sin, and alive to God in Jesus Christ our Lord. Alleluia.
Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Alleluia. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Psalm 89, verses 1 through 18. I will sing of your steadfast love, O Lord, forever. With my mouth I will proclaim your faithfulness to all generations. I declare that your steadfast love is established forever. Your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens. You said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to my servant David. I will establish your descendants forever and build your throne for all generations. Let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord, a God feared in the counsel of the holy ones, great and awesome above all that are around him? O Lord God of hosts, who is as mighty as you, O Lord? Your faithfulness surrounds you. You rule the raging of the sea. When its waves rise, you still them. You crushed Rahab like a carcass. You scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world and all that is in it, you have founded them. The north and the south, you created them. Tabor and Hermon joyously praise your name. You have a mighty arm. Strong is your hand, high your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Happy are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. They exalt in your name all day long and extol your righteousness. For you are the glory of their strength. By your favor our horn is exalted. For our shield belongs to the Lord our King to the Holy One of Israel. Praise to the Holy and Undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Ezekiel, chapter 4, verses 1 through 17. And you, O mortal, Take a brick and set it before you. On it portray a city, Jerusalem, and put siege works against it, and build a siege wall against it, and cast up a ramp against it, set camps also against it, and plant battering rams against it all around. Then take an iron plate and place it as an iron wall between you and the city. Set your face toward it, and let it be in a state of siege, and press the siege against it. This is a sign for the house of Israel. Then lie on your left side, and place the punishment of the house of Israel upon it. You shall bear their punishment for the number of days that you lie there. For I assign to you a number of days, 390 days, equal to the number of the years of their punishment, 
and so you shall bear the punishment of the house of Israel. When you have completed these, you shall lie down a second time, but on your right side, and bear the punishment of the house of Judah. For forty days I assign you, one day for each year. You shall set your face toward the siege of Jerusalem, and with your arm bared you shall prophesy against it. See, I am putting cords on you so that you cannot turn from one side to the other until you have completed the days of your siege. And you, take wheat and barley, beans and lentils, millet and spelt, put them into one vessel and make bread for yourself. During the number of days that you lie on your side, 390 days, you shall eat it. The food that you shall eat shall be 20 shekels a day by weight. At fixed times you shall eat it. And you shall drink water by measure. One-sixth of a hen at fixed times you shall drink. You shall eat it as a barley cake, baking it in their sight on human dung. The Lord said, Thus shall the people of Israel eat their bread, unclean, among the nations to which I will drive them. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, I have never defiled myself. From my youth up until now I have never eaten what died of itself or was torn by animals, nor has carrion flesh come into my mouth. Then he said to me, See, I will let you have cow's dung instead of human dung, on which you may prepare your bread. Then he said to me, Mortal, I am going to break the staff of bread in Jerusalem. They shall eat bread by weight and with fearfulness, and they shall drink water by measure and in dismay. Lacking bread and water, they will look at one another in dismay and waste away under their punishment. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle C, the Song of Hannah. My heart exalts in you, O God. My triumph song is lifted in you. My mouth derides my enemies, for I rejoice in your salvation. There is none holy like you, nor any rock to be compared to you, our God. Do not heap up prideful words or speak in arrogance. Only God is knowing and weighs all actions. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the weak are clothed in strength. Those once full now labor for bread. Those who hungered now are well fed. The childless woman has borne sevenfold, while the mother of many is forlorn. God destroys and brings to life cast down and raises up, gives wealth or takes it away, humbles and dignifies. God raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with the rulers and inherit a place of honor. For the pillars of the earth are God's, on which the whole earth is founded. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Hebrews, chapter 6, verses 1 through 12. Therefore, let us go on toward perfection, leaving behind the basic teaching about Christ, and not laying again the, and not laying again the foundation. Repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Instruction about baptisms. Laying on of hands resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And we will do this if God permits, for it is impossible to restore again to repentance those who have once been enlightened, 
and have tasted the heavenly gift, and have shared in the Holy Spirit, and have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the age to come, and then have fallen away, since on their own they are crucifying again the Son of God and are holding him up to contempt. Ground that drinks up the rain falling on it repeatedly, and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is cultivated, receives a blessing from God. But if it produces thorns and thistles, it is worthless and on the bed and on the verge of being cursed. Its end is to be burned over. Even though we speak in this way, beloved, we are confident of better things in your case, things that belong to salvation. For God is not unjust. He will not overlook your work and the love that you showed for his sake in serving the saints, as you still do. And we want each one of you to show the same diligence so as to realize the full assurance of hope to the very end, so that you may not become sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle L, A Song of Christ's Humility Though in the form of God, Jesus Christ Jesus did not cling to equality with God, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, and was born in human likeness. Being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Luke chapter 9, verses 51 through 62. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers ahead of him. On their way, they entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. But they did not receive him because his face was set toward, Ju- set toward Jerusalem. When his disciples James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them. Then they went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. 
All right, guys, I'm a little bit sorry to do it, but I've got to kind of rush through our prayers because it's entirely my fault. I literally have just spent the last two hours in, um, in prayer, even though you've only heard in prayer and research, even though you've only heard 15 minutes, but I went off into this big digression about what the holiness school was after our Old Testament reading. And so at this point, <laughs> I'm going to pray our prayers for healing. I'm going to pray the one collect, give you some thoughts, and then we're going to close because it's Monday. So I've got to catch up with anything that happened over the weekend at work. Compassionate God, you so love the world that you sent us Jesus to bear our infirmities and afflictions through acts of healing he revealed you as the true source of health and salvation. For the sake of your Christ who suffered and died for us, conquered death and now reigns with you in glory, hear the cry of your people. Have mercy on us, make us whole, and bring us at last into the fullness of your eternal life. Amen. All right, so starting with the psalm. So this is a psalm for, for the king that God will make good on his covenant with the Davidic lineage of whom this king is one. This is not David, but this is a descendant of David. And I think that's interesting because God, of course, is steadfast. God never reneges on God's promises to us, but maybe this is to encourage the faith and kind of ignite the living into that promise is kind of my thought. Um, what's also interesting to me is that verses five through seven are kind of like the origin story of God is, is what I was put in mind of. But as I read further, it, it reminded me that the ancient worldview, so the worldview of, of the folks writing the psalm, was that there was a parallel between what was going on in heaven and what was going on on earth, almost like the two mirrored each other, where I think that we have a more comprehensive worldview now, which is that the two are um, joined, that heaven and earth are not completely separate. You know, it, it's not like... Um, residing on the other side of the looking glass, so to speak, where one just mirrors the other, but that they're actually interactive. What I think is important to note here is that if you extend the thought process about them being parallel, they are in cooperation with each other. So the spiritual nature of heaven and the spiritual nature of earth, when we enter into collaboration with Christ and, and with the Holy Trinity, then the two are working together. So they are interdependent. I don't want to say codependent because of the negative connotations, but um, maybe symbiotic is the better word. So God is triumphant in heaven. When we enter into cooperation with God, we are triumphant spiritually here on earth. Hope that kind of makes sense. Um, and then our New Testament reading from Ezekiel, this was puzzling to me, but when I read through the commentary and saw that it 
was A, metaphorical, and B, hearkened back. Remember, Ezekiel's a prophet, and his job is to warn, right? So this hearkened back to the Levitical code, particularly in chapter 26. And I got, I digressed on the whole holiness school thing. Um, the holiness code was basically just the, the rules laid out in Leviticus, in Leviticus. And then if you connect those two things together, so he's warning them about falling away from the rules by which they're supposed to live their lives. And it's particularly, I think of note here that Ezekiel, much like the priests, is a leader, is a spiritual leader of the people. And like any leader, they bear responsibility for the people. So I think that's my takeaway for this one is that there is a, a beautiful and heavy burden of spiritual leaders that they take responsibility for the spiritual health of their people and that we have a godly duty, which is balanced with context and ability of the receiver to receive, to warn um, and in our world, there are many ways that we are, are heading off in directions that any who are spiritual leaders should feel necessary to warn. And I think first we, we should seek to understand, understand our context, understand the context of those that, that we feel are heading off in the wrong direction, just as the people were when they were heading off from the Levitican rules and, and speak in a way that is loving and kind, but truthful. It does nobody any favors when we are yes men, right? For lack of a better way to put it, but neither does it do any good when we speak in a way that cannot be heard. So that's what I would take away from the Old Testament today. Then our New Testament is all about perseverance. Um, the writer is like, listen, we're not going to go back into the basics. You're ready for the next level. And the next level is perseverance. And there are a bunch of warnings about what it is to fall away and not continue to persevere. And I think we can pretty much leave it there. <laughs> and then our gospel reading so this is, Jesus is set in one direction. There are those that don't want to have anything to do with him because they see the direction that he's heading. I think that's an apt um, illustration of sometimes what's going on in our lives with followers of Christ. We're headed in that direction. Sometimes others perceive the direction that we're headed in and they just don't want to have anything to do with it. They're not ready or it, whatever their reasons are. And then there's several examples of different followers. And I think it's interesting here where Jesus says that he's got no place to lay his head. The message for me, at least here, is following Christ means being in a continual quest for home because home is heaven. It's not found here on earth. Nothing is going to be perfect except God. Nothing is going to meet the need except full communion with God. So necessarily we continue back to perseverance to push forward because what we're seeking will not be culminated, right? Because God's here and God's kingdom 
is to an extent here on earth, but it will not come to fruition. We will not come to culmination. We will not reach the ending until we are completely with God in God's dwelling space in heaven. So I don't mean that to be discouraging, but I mean for us to understand that none of the things that we look for, and you've heard me talk about this before, to fill the gap can be found here on earth. We should revel in the moments where we seek and find God here. But these are step toward, steps towards the ending, the culmination, the finality in a very beautiful way of complete relationship and indwelling with God, which doesn't happen until after this life. So that's not to say that we should stop finding God where we are because God can be found here, but only to say that it is not the final destination, blessedly. And then some of the other lessons here in the gospel are that God must be put first, all these other things. Let me do this first and then follow you. No, follow me first. And I think then the, the inference is that the rest will fall into place. Follow God first, prioritize God, and then the rest will fall into place. And look forward, look forward, glean the lessons Glean the lessons that we learn from the past, in the past, in the present, but be always pointed toward to go further, to continue to evolve, continue to transform, continue to move closer and closer to heaven and home. Amen? So that's what I have to say about our readings today. So forgive me for rushing through. I hope that all of you have a blessed day. Thank you very much for joining me. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen.